0: It's June 17th, and you're listening to Born on This Day podcast. I'm your host, Marco Timpano.
1: And with him today is me, Amanda Barker. Well, today is June 17th. Happy birthday if you are celebrating.
0: Amanda, yeah. I want to wish you a happy Icelandic Day.
1: <gasps> no way! Yes. It's Icelandic Day?
0: It's the annual holiday in Iceland, which commemorates the foundation of the Republic of Iceland in... 1944, on this day, and it also marks the end of Iceland's century old ties with Denmark.
1: Absolutely. Well, Iceland, maybe my favorite country in the planet. I went through a real Icelandic phase through most of my. Young adulthood and teens Read the sagas and eddas Became obsessed with all the bands And yes, the sugar cubes was one of them Now, if you are born on this day You are very big on using your intelligence And in fact, people in Iceland I bet there's a lot of June 17th birthdays there As they have the lowest literacy r- rate in the world I'm just going to keep peppering Icelandic the highest facts highest literacy That's what I meant uh, Clearly, I'm not one of them <laughs> I'm not from Iceland um, June 17th, babies often. And cross the thin line between watching what they say and saying too much. So communicate clearly, something to keep in mind if you were born on this day. Well, we got a whole bunch of people that are born on this day, so let's get to it. The funny man who joined the Saturday Night Live cast in 2002 and starred in MacGruber, then later broke our hearts in Nebraska, Will Forte was born in Alameda County, California, on this day in 1970. He was originally in finance, but decided to break free from the family tradition of finance and uh, get into comedy. So he started taking classes at the Groundlings. Oh, wow. Like well, so hap- many SNL people, yeah.
0: Happy 50th birthday to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jodie Whittaker appeared in the films Attack the Block and Venus. And is in one of my favorite current shows. It's not current, Amanda, but I watched it recently. Current for us. Current for us. Broadchurch. Mm -hmm. uh, Before she made headlines as the first woman to take over the role of Doctor Who. She was born in West Yorkshire, England on this day in 1982. And she made her professional debut in The Storm at Shakespeare's Globe Theatre in 2005.
1: Oh, I remember seeing David Tennant talk about her becoming Doctor Who. I think it was David Tennant because he had to do a scene with her and they hadn't released who the new Doctor Who was. And it was so top secret. He didn't even know who he was doing the scene with. And so they said in five minutes, the person who calls you will be Doctor Who will reveal it to you. It was that top secret. And so he's sitting by his phone and then he sees his friend Jody's name and number come up because of course they were in broad church right. together um so he was really excited that what a great Great uh, great way to find out that your friend has been cast in something For huge. sure. Well, Greg Kinnear was cast in a lot of huge things. He began actually as a model before his performance in Sabrina. And, of course, this is what I remember him from, his Oscar-nominated turn in As Good As It Gets. He was born on this day in Logansport, Indiana in 1963. Oh, he attended the University of Arizona. Graduating in 1985, he has a degree in broadcast journalism.
0: Well, you might have loved... Him as Lowell on Wings before his critically acclaimed performance in Sideways earned him an Oscar nomination. Amanda, Thomas Hayden Church recently appeared on HBO's Divorce and was born in YOLO, California in 1960. He also made his directorial debut with Rolling Kansas. I
1: love that he's from a place called YOLO. Yeah. And I mean, that's I don't know what he's like in, in the real world, but certainly that would uh meet the character that he played in sideways what a great turn 100 yeah
0: he was great in that
1: yeah he was you know what everyone's great in that That's true everyone's really really fantastic in that jason miller jr changed his last name to avoid being compared to his pulitzer prize winning and oscar nominated father i didn't know that i don't know who jason miller is and then he became oh miller like arthur miller mm-hmm. no does arthur miller have kids well, well, we'll have I to look it up. But um you'll know him as Jason Patrick, of course. If you're my age, you'll remember him from The Lost Boys. Come on, he was the hottest vampire there is. Um, him and Kiefer Sutherland anyway, and Speed 2. He was born on this day in 1966.
0: Amanda, his father, just for the record, is Jason Miller, and he's a playwright. And he received the 1973 Pulitzer Prize for drama and a Tony Award for Best Play for his play, The Champion Season. So that's uh, who he didn't want to get confused with.
1: Well, I've only heard of Jason Patrick and not Jason Miller, so I think he did a great job with that.
0: There you go. (laughs) One of only nine directors to win the Palme d'Or at Cannes twice, Ken Loach is well known for bringing his feel for England's underprivileged class to a series of compelling and memorable films like I, Daniel Blake and The Angels Share. He was born in Warwick England on this day in 1936.
1: hmm Venus Williams. Of course, she's an American professional tennis player. A former world number one, Williams is generally regarded as one of the all-time greats of women's tennis. I won't uh, argue with that. Um, She's been ranked world's number one by the Women's Tennis Association on uh, no less than three occasions for a total of 11 weeks. She is the first African-American woman to do so. Uh, Her seven Grand Slam singles titles are tied for 12th on the all-time list, the 8th on the open-air list, more than any other active female player except her sister. Of course.
0: (laughs) Well, happy birthday to Venus. Mm -hmm. Ralph Bellamy used to tell studios that if he can't get the girl, he might as well get more money. The perpetual other man who lost his lady loves to Cary Grant in films like His Girl Friday and The Awful Truth... Bellamy was born in Chicago in 1904 and died in 1991 at the age of 87, just one year after his final on-screen appearance in the hit film, Amanda, Pretty Woman.
1: Who was he in Pretty Woman? He was
0: not the Pretty Woman.
1: No, and he was not um, the guy who gets the Pretty Woman, nor was he Jason Alexander. I wonder who he was. Well, he appeared on Broadway, too, in one of his more famous roles as Franklin Delano Roosevelt in Sunrise at Campobello. Campobello Island is one of those places, like Iceland, I like islands, that uh, I've always wanted to go to. And it's silly because I grew up not far from it, but I just never got there. Lewis. Le Terrier has has directed a number of successful films, including the first two Transporter films, The Brothers Grimsby and The Incredible Hulk. He was born in Paris, so it is Louis Le but I was saying it very uh, East Canadian because that's a name out out East, Louis Le Anyway, he was born on this day in 1973 in Paris, and in 2008, as part of a wave of French directors employed in Hollywood, he directed his first big-budget American film. Of course, like I said, the Incredible Hulk. Um, But he also made Clash of the Titans after that, so he's doing really well. Yeah,
0: that was the remake. I loved the first uh, Clash of the Titans. that used a lot of um, claymation for Mm -hmm. its Gorgons. The second one, or this remake, not my favorite. Amanda, you asked who uh, Ralph Bellamy played in Pretty Woman. Mm -hmm. He played the owner of that big company that Richard Gere was going to take apart. I see. Yeah, so he had a a smaller role. He was the old guy. And they
1: go to the... um Is it a horse race or a polo match or something?
0: They do, but I don't know if that... She yells and... Yeah, all that kind of... Maybe that's my fur lady. (laughs) After his charming breakthrough in My Favorite Year, Mark Lynn Baker became a sitcom star with his eight seasons on the hit series Perfect Strangers. Most recently, making an appearance on the HBO show Succession. He was born in St. Louis, Missouri on this day in 1954.
1: He joined his friend, fellow Yale drama school graduate and former sidekick Louis Black, on the audiobook version of Black's second book, Me of Little Faith, where he and Black recreate The Laundry Hour, an act they did in New York City in the early 1980s. Oh, fantastic. That would be interesting I to need to listen, listen to. to that audiobook. Well, this actress retired from acting by the time she was eight years old, by which point she managed to appear in over 80 commercials and most memorably starred as Tabitha on the hit series Bewitched. Erin Murphy later became a motivational speaker and the mother of six and still makes the occasional appearance as an actor. She's married to a man named Darren. That is so funny. She was born in Encino, California on this day in 1964. She also starred on Hulk Hogan's Celebrity Championship wrestling series cmt now if you missed that series uh her wrestling persona was mistress of mayhem aka mom
0: we first saw him as one of the teenagers who gets more than they bargained for when they go searching for the blair witch amanda and then he later appeared in the films if i stay and hump day joshua leonard was born on this day in 1975 in houston texas
1: he auditioned for and of course landed as you said one of the three principal roles in the Blair Witch project but he only earned guess how much he earned
0: um $10,000.
1: No, that the film was made for 5,000 okay. I think um or maybe 10,000 but just under 10,000 which of course is nobody can make a film for that. N- no one not even right you know my 5 year old nephew on his ipad but um he only earned 500 bucks it must have been a non union i don't
0: know he must have got a bit of the back end i think that's what mm, i don't started. think so really? because you got
1: to think about it if you are a young actor um i would have absolutely auditioned for something that was shot over a week i would have gotten 500 bucks to shoot a movie for a week Absolutely. I would I have happily I think done th- that. I think they made more. I think it was a non-union. It must have been a non-union movie, though, because there's no way any union would allow that. Right.
0: Michael Showalter has appeared as an actor in Sex and the City and Reno 911 Miami. He wrote the film Wet Hot American Summer and directed the films Hello, My Name is Doris and The Big Sick. He was born in Princeton, New Jersey on this day in 1970.
1: He also has a podcast. It's called Topics. Um, He does it with Michael Ian Black, and they discuss evergreen topics in a serious manner. And if you don't know what that means, if you're not in the biz, evergreen is a term we use for stuff that doesn't go out of date. Um, We don't try super hard to do that, but uh, it's uh, it's an interesting thing because you can listen to something and go, oh, that was definitely recorded five years ago.
0: One of two brothers whose comedies ruled the box office in the 1990s, Bobby Fairley co-wrote and co-directed the films There's Something About Mary and Me, Myself, and Irene. He was born in Cumberland, Rhode Island on this day in 1958.
1: He also directed two episodes of The Trailer Park Boys. Oh, there you go. I mean... I don't know, me, myself, and Irene, there's something about Mary. Not my cup of tea, but you know. Kendrick Lamar is a little bit more my cup of tea. He's an acclaimed musician whose album Damn earned him the Pulitzer Prize in Music. I did not know that.
0: I didn't know there was a Pulitzer. Prize I didn't for music. know that
1: either. He was the first non-classical or jazz artist or non-jazz artist to be given the award. He was born in Compton, California, on this day in 1987.
0: Lamar has received many accolades over the course of his career, including 13 Grammy Awards, two American Music Awards, five Billboard Music Awards, a Brit Award, 11 MTV Video Music Awards, and of course the Pulitzer Prize. Um,
1: and an Academy Award nomination.
0: Wow, nothing can stop him.
1: Wow, that's amazing. Uh, We've got another SNL alumnus today, Joe Piscopo, uh, a little bit earlier. Um, He joined the cast, of course, in 1980. He was on the show for five years. I didn't realize that. Also appearing in the films Wise Guys and Johnny Dangerously. He was born in Passaic, New Jersey on this day in 1951. He is a supporter of U.S. President Donald Trump and was considering running as an independent for the governor of New Jersey in the 2017 gubernatorial election. Um, He did decide, of course, not to do that, but interesting to know.
0: Yes. The king of Jalo films, Lucho Fulci, was responsible for some of the nastiest horror movies of the 70s and 80s, including The New York Ripper and The Black Cat. He was born in Rome, Italy on this day in 1927 and died in 1996 at the age of 68.
1: In 1998, The Beyond was re-released to theaters by Quentin Tarantino, who has often cited the film and Fulci himself as a major source of his inspiration. I didn't know the giallo films. That means yellow films, right? Yeah,
0: that's what Italians call horror films, giallo, oh. yeah. Amanda Newt Gingrich is the American politician, author, and historian who served as the 50th Speaker of the United States House of Representatives from 1995 to 1999. And much like the low-life species he gets his name from, he has certainly acted that way. Throughout his congressional campaign in 1974, Gingrich was having an affair with a young volunteer. I didn't
1: know that. Yeah, an oh. aide
0: who worked with Gingrich throughout the 70s, stated that it was common knowledge that Newt was involved with other women during his marriage to his first wife. Then while married to his second, Gingrich began an affair with House of Representatives staffer. And uh, lest we forget the horrible comments he made to the child of the sitting president. I
1: do forget those comments. What was that? To Chelsea Clinton?
0: Uh, He compared her to a dog. Um, her her, her look out. So the man is truly a cretin, and he turned 77.
1: His life is a yellow film. Yeah. It turns me yellow anyway.
0: Grotesque newt.
1: Uh, someone who is a little more class um, than newt, and by a little we mean a whole lot, um, and somebody who I – we were talking about names um, – while well, Barry Manilow didn't create the name Mandy, but he certainly named a generation Mandy, and that's how I got my name. Oh, there you go. And he was born on this day. The American singer songwriter, arranger, musician, and producer with a career that has spanned more than 50 years. His hit recordings, of course, include Mandy, Could It Be Magic, I Write the Songs, Can't Smile Without You. Who hasn't sung Copacabana for karaoke millions of times? Maybe that's just me. He also produced Grammy-nominated albums for so many and with so many other people, including Bette Midler, Dionne Warwick, Nancy Wilson, Sarah Vaughan. He has sold more than 75 million records as a solo artist worldwide. He is one of the world's best-selling artists. Something interesting Two interesting things about uh, Barry Manilow. I could talk a lot about him because my mother loved him, obviously. Um, One was he wrote the jingle for Band-Aids. Oh, I'm
0: stuck on Band-Aid?
1: I'm stuck on Band-Aid, brand. He wrote that. Right. And um, for copyright reasons, I won't continue to sing it, but most of us know it. And the other thing about him is that he does not experience hunger. Oh, wow. So he forgets to eat sometimes. Must be why he's so thin. Yeah.
0: Best known for his collaborations with director Leo Carax, Dennis Levant is an unforgettable performer and he is in Bad Bloods and Holy Motors. He was born in. Do you want to say this, Amanda? Nouilly sur Seine. On this day in nineteen sixty one, I don't know how well I did with
1: that, but i'll I know how to pronounce this next one. ok because I love her shoes. Tori Burch. She is an American fashion designer, businesswoman, and phila- philanthropist. She is the executive chairman and chief creative officer of her own brand, of course, which is, Tory Burch Limited she was listed as the 73rd most powerful woman in the world by Forbes magazine in 2015 and if you have no idea what her designs are next time you see a woman in a pair of flats that have a sort of T shape looks like an old Celtic cross sure. um, just under where the toes are like a, just a pair of black flats with that little gold that's usually in gold but it can be circle. Different. Yeah, circle emblem that's a Tory Burch wow
0: there you go Actor and writer Stephen Martini had an independent breakthrough when the film *Smiling Fish* and *Goat on Fire*, which he made with his brother Derek, became hits on the festival circuit. Also, the writer of the film *Lime Life*, he was born in New York City on this day in 1975.
1: I've never heard of him. I feel like Bill would be a big champion of oh, for his. Sure. Um, he's currently the singer and songwriter of the Spaceship Martini, who recorded the song *Lime Life* and the end credits of *Running Out of Empty*. A spaceship is Martini's nickname, um, based on his out-there demeanor. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mauritius Cornelius Escher, better known as Escher, was a Dutch graphic artist who made mathematically inspired woodcuts, lithographs, and mezzotints.
0: A good old mezzotint. You can never have enough, Amanda. <laughs> I've never Amanda. heard
1: that before. What is a mezzotint? No idea. Well, mezzo means half, right? Uh, I,
0: think it's, I think it's work that's half black, half white. Like, oh, well, that would makes sense.
1: Despite wide popular interest, Escher was for long somewhat neglected in the art world, even in his native Netherlands. He was 70, actually, before a retrospective exhibition was held, drawing hands, ascending and descending, and sky. Water, those are some of those famous pieces. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's the hands that draw each other. Yeah. You had it in your dorm room. You know you did.
0: Or the steps that go on forever. Yeah. Or the birds and the fish flying into each other. A mezzotint is a print made from an engraved copper or steel plate on which the surface has been partially roughened for shading and partial, partial scraped smooth, giving light areas. Amanda, there you go.
1: Interesting. And we have some, um, um, some wonderful and critically acclaimed... Uh, artists of japanese heritage uh to round us out here no, there's right. two an actor with an incredible range of films and television shows under his belt james shigeta made inroads for asian-american actors in classic hollywood films like flower drum song we've talked about that one a few we times have, on yes here. and the crimson kimono great film La-
0: have you seen it yes have you many times really Never.
1: later appeared quite memorably as Takagi in the Christmas classic movie Die Hard. I do know who it is now, Amanda, yes. He was born in Honolulu on this day in 1921. He died in 2014 at the age of 85. But before his Hollywood career, he found success as a pop singer and performer, especially in Australia and...
0: Wow. And uh, rounding off our list, an actress who brought an intelligent grace to the screen in many of her performances, Setsuko Hara is best known for her collaboration with director Yasujiro Uzu, especially her beautiful work in what Bill considers to be the greatest film ever made. Tokyo story oh
1: my goodness it has been revealed yes finally. today oh, June 17th the greatest film ever made
0: have you seen Tokyo uh, I have never even
1: heard of it but Bill is such a, a cinephile uh, yeah. that uh we'll have to all check it out because he's seen every film ever made
0: she was born in Yokohama on this day in 1920 and died in 2015 at the age of 95 Wow. The anime film Millennium Actress, uh, directed by Satoshi Kon, is partly based on her life.
1: So two incredible um, Japanese actors who uh, probably went through more than we can ever know, acting in a time when it was extremely rare to break through in Hollywood. Good for them.
0: Although... uh, James was uh, Japanese-American. He, he was
1: Japanese-American. America. Yeah, I, I'm saying of Japanese heritage, but oh, sorry, he was a pop sorry. singer in Japan. But yes, he was born in Honolulu. Yeah, mm-hmm. Amanda,
0: well, that rounds off June 17th. I hope you have a happy Icelandic day.
1: I hope you do, too. What will you be doing
0: to celebrate Icelandic?
1: Well, I might have to have some kefir. Um, I'll probably listen to a little bit of my favorite Icelandic pop and um, maybe I'll watch a depressing uh, Bjork movie where she, uh, what's it called, Dancer in the Dark. Yes, <laughs>
0: there you go. Well, listen, however you celebrate, we hope you have a great Icelandic day, and if it's your birthday, we wish you happy birthday, and thank you for listening to Born on This Day podcast.
1: And do check us out on all of our social medias, Born on This Day podcast.
0: Until tomorrow.
1: Mm-hmm.